motherhood, and work. There isn't a right way or best way to juggle these, despite what you've heard or been told. No, really, there's not. Part-time work has been the best fit for me and my family, but it's tough to navigate any gray area of motherhood when you don't fit neatly in a box. My name is Tiana Fesh, and welcome to the Part-Time Jungle Podcast, where we are going to build conversation and community around swinging motherhood and work in a way that works best for us and our families. No matter your path, it's an adventure with highs, lows, and in-betweens. Let's explore together. Welcome to the Part-Time Jungle Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am excited to be here today with our guest, Clementine Crooks. She is a career transition expert and co-owner, along with Erin Wallace, of Resume Restoration. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you, Tiana. I'm looking forward to our chat this morning. So Clementine and Erin are two Calgary moms who are leaders in their field, specializing in writing and designing affordable resumes that reap powerful results. Their combined skill sets of human resources and graphic design experience ensure their job-seeking clients receive professional, targeted, and modern resumes that capture an individual's unique skills and expertise. The resumes that they create are professionally formatted using their custom-designed eye-catching templates. Clementine and Erin also specialize in and can provide support with cover letters, LinkedIn, and job interviews. I'm so excited to dive in with you today. Oh, thank you, Tiana. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So to start off, I would love to hear about your story. So how did resume restoration come to be? And along with that, how do you juggle your work and motherhood? So Resume Restoration was born in March, April of 2020, uh, approximately two weeks before the coronavirus pandemic started. So it it actually has ended up being good timing for us um, in that we are able to fully turn our business into a virtual business, which has worked really well. How it came about was my background is in human resources. I've got about 15 years of experience working in HR and I did my master's in leadership in 2012. And what happened was professionally, I started doing consulting just naturally for organizations across Canada. And in about eight years ago, my husband and I moved to Calgary from British Columbia, and I decided to become a full-time HR consultant. And a lot of my work in the past six years has included providing career transition support to professionals. And typically that comes in the form of me being part of their severance package when they are terminated from a from a position and it's such amazing support that that these professionals receive to help them navigate the world of becoming a job seeker which often is a world that they haven't been in for a long time we're talking 5 10 15 sometimes 20 years and i thought to myself there has to be a better way that we can offer these types of services in a cost effective and timely fashion to job seekers universally. So I partnered with my colleague, Aaron. Aaron has been a friend of mine for seven, almost eight years now. And she has a passion for graphic design. 
and has really started to specialize in creating some pretty impressive design content. So Aaron and I got together and we created Resume Restoration. When it comes to juggling motherhood and work, as I mentioned, we are very lucky in that our business is fundamentally virtual. So we meet with clients through virtual platforms, Zoom, FaceTime, or Skype. It works out well for our clients because they can meet us from the comfort of their own home. And we're able to basically prioritize when we're able to book to see clients and when we're able to have a resume or content back to them in a timely way and make sure we're maximizing our schedule and uh, being as, as efficient as possible while trying to be mothers and homeschooling at the moment and, uh, and professionals. That is a busy schedule. And just to clarify between the two views, so you each have three children, right? Yeah, we each have three children. They're yeah. similar in age. So I've got a seven-year-old, a four-year-old, and a two-year-old. And Aaron has a seven-year-old, a five-year-old, and a two-year-old. That is super busy. But it's, that's amazing that you found a way to kind of make those two things work together, especially during what is a crazier than normal time, I would say, in a lot of ways. Do you know what, Tiana? As crazy as this has been with the pandemic and shutdown, and Aaron and I both had to homeschool. We both have um, daughters that have just finished grade one. So you both became, you know, full-time homeschooling as well as, you know, having to raise the other little ones without any help, like preschool. Um, and what Aaron and I always say is we're so grateful for resume restoration in that A, A we're able to serve our community, but B, it's actually saved our mental health. We have so enjoyed really diving into this business during this time, kind of getting lost in it and having something that didn't focus on, you know, the scariness of the world at the moment. It was a, it's been a wonderful distraction and one that we have, you know, very excitedly welcomed. Well, and it was interesting too, how you mentioned with the timing of it all. I'm a firm believer that things happen for a reason. And that piece of your story is so magical, so interesting. And I love that it's worked out so well for the both of you. Oh, thank you. And so in speaking of the motherhood work juggle, um, so I know that you're talking about um, supporting people who may have been out of or who may not have been applying for jobs for quite a stretch of time. But we also have that interesting time in our lives um, for many moms who might be looking to re-enter the workforce after having been away for a stretch, um, perhaps even beyond maternity leave. And I know that I'm not alone on this in that that transition can be really challenging. So what advice would you have for moms looking to re-enter the workforce? And maybe they feel that updating their resume is a mental roadblock because they haven't worked in a while. So where do they get started? What advice do you have for moms in that situation? I think this is a really interesting conversation and a really interesting topic and group of professionals because it's really common. We, we've worked with, well, A, Aaron and I are, are moms. So I would say that first off, we've got experience um, personally, and we've got experience with a number of our friends who are in the same situation, as well as clients that we've served. One thing I'll say that we have found is people being almost paralyzed in not sure how to navigate, um, you know, how to share their professional experience, 
how to even draft your resume when they haven't worked in so many years. And that roadblock in itself just stunts their re-entry. They just, it just prevents them from, from actually pursuing uh, work. And my best advice that I can give is please don't let that take place. I think the most important thing that Erin and I can share is that we just want all women who are hoping to return to the workforce or who are concerned about their ability to return to the workforce to know that they have someone in their corner that will help them navigate how to tell their story in an effective, eye-catching and impactful way. When we think about resumes, I think that the number one default is that people tend to think about the resumes that we were trained to write in high school. These chronological kind of traditional resumes where you describe your work experience. um, And when you haven't worked in a 10-year period, let's say, that's such a significant gap that we worry that it's going to be such a big red flag that no one will even look at us. And I think that that's something to consider. I mean, we are we are right now in such a flooded market that we do need to be aware of not uh, making those red flags really stand out in a resume. But we can be creative in telling your story in an impactful way. And the best way to do that is to speak to your transferable skills. So there are various ways that we can market a resume for people who have been out of the job uh, the job force in a large number of years. One of that ways is to shift your resume to more of a functional resume than a chronological resume, where you talk about transferable skills, uh, relevant transferable skills for the work you're applying for. Uh, the other way you can do it is to incorporate a bit of both. So incorporate a resume that speaks to key accomplishments in your throughout your professional career. And that's when you pull accomplishments from whenever. It doesn't have to be you know, the last two years. It can be whenever in your professional experience you've had success that's relevant for the job that you're applying for. You pull those key accomplishments up and you present them on the initial page of your resume uh, to really engage the reader to want to read about what you have achieved throughout your professional career and what transferable skills you bring to the table that add value to your application and support you being a strong candidate that they would like to interview. It's all about understanding that you have the ability to customize your application, to customize your resume and your cover letter, to tell your story as impactfully and uh, as we possibly can. Again, the whole goal of a resume is to engage the reader. And we have the ability to, to tweak the way which we approach, approach telling your story in a way, again, that doesn't draw attention to, to any kind of flags, but rather really sells the applicant. I think that is just going to, for so many moms, be a giant weight taken off of their shoulders hearing um, that message from you. And I love how you're talking about a resume being uh, a way for people to tell their story. It does really shift, I think, the, should I say, like old school way or thinking about what a resume is. And I think it really um, presents it effectively as a way to highlight our wins and our talents and experiences that we've had in a more holistic way. So I think that like even for myself, thinking about myself um, as a new mom, that would have just allowed me 
uh, having that information about what my resume could be would just be like taking a big, deep breath and just losing a lot of the pressure and anxiety that I was feeling. Absolutely. And another shift that we we do see, and we work with a lot of, um, you know, moms returning to the workforce or professionals who've taken a leave is shifting instead of looking at it as your professional experience, renaming it to just be experience. Uh, and this is when you can pull things like community engagement, volunteer initiatives, and, and bring those relevant pieces of experience that might not have necessarily been a professional kind of formal job, but are relevant and support your application. So just tweaking the story even slightly as taking away the word professional from the professional experience section and just speaking to it as experience, that can also support um, applicants really understanding their, their value, you know, and, and what they have to offer. That's a fantastic, tangible tip. A great takeaway. Thank you, Clementine. And I also wanted to ask you, as a mom, looking to return to work can be overwhelming in so many ways. So even beyond um, putting together that resume uh, and seeking out those job opportunities, there can be the mom guilt, questioning our abilities and figuring out finding childcare. Even for myself, a big one was feeling like I had nothing to wear. Uh, So we each have our own roadblocks and obstacles. And I'm just wondering what tips or ideas could you offer moms to help build their confidence in getting back into the professional world? Oh, that's such a good question. I think... uh, I think that it takes a village when you have kids. And the one thing that I strongly stand by that has allowed me to work to the extent that I do is understanding that I can't do it all. Um, I have the most fantastic nanny. I call her my kid's other mother. She, she is part of our family and my, you know, second part of me, myself. And without her, I wouldn't be able to, to commit myself the way I do to my professional career. Um, And also know that I'm not letting my kids down. They're in great hands. And so just, I think the best piece of advice off the bat is to know that you can't do everything and, and nor does anyone necessarily expect you to do everything. I think that it's a bit of a self self self-imposed criticism. We put on ourselves that we have to be everything to everyone all the time. Um, And it's just not realistic. And at the end of the day, I think the ones who suffer the most are ourselves. Um, and, and ultimately, we kind of take down how effective we are professionally with that. And we take down how effective we are as mothers and as partners uh, with that as well. So just recognizing that it takes a village and utilizing the resources that you have at your disposal are number one. Um, and number two, I think the one piece that I try and, and Aaron and I try to bring in to this world of job seeking and the feedback that we get from our clients is we impose a sense of excitement um, around the whole initiative of finding that next chapter, of, of embarking on that next great adventure. Our careers, for many of us, become so much a part of our identity. And, and there is an excitement in being in this unknown world of trying to find companies that we are aligned with, finding work that works for us and works for the balance that we're looking for. And in as much as it can be overwhelming and it can be, you know, uh, inundating process, 
it can also be really exciting. It can also be uh, enjoyable and fun. And it's a chance for us to play with what we could do, how we can leverage our skills in different ways. So just to have fun with it as well and not to be daunted uh, by the process to, to also see that there is a positive in it as well. Yes, I agree with you so much on both fronts. It definitely takes a village, 100%. And you're right, there's something, there's sort of a sense of an adventure and excitement in exploring something that, you know, is going to be able to fill you in some way, right? And it's something for you and it gets to challenge you and your brain in a bit of a different way. And um, just going back to what you were saying earlier with going through this pandemic and starting your business, having, having your business seems to have been such a positive during this time because it's been such a focus of positive energy. And I would have to say for myself, even having this podcast has been a way to really film me. And I so enjoy hearing stories from different moms and being inspired by their stories and their adventures. So I really agree with you on both fronts. Oh, that's wonderful. So here in the part-time jungle, we like to keep things real because it can often look like and feel like everyone has it way more together than we do. But motherhood obviously is quite an adventure. And I was wondering if you might have a mummy mess up that you'd be willing to share with us. So a mistake, something you wish maybe you had done differently or a learning opportunity that you've had. I think we have so many mummy mess ups between Aaron and I both. I don't even know where we where we would start. But I think the story that kind of comes to mind um, actually is one that happened last year. So as you mentioned before, I'm a mom of three. I have uh, two daughters who are seven and four, and I have a son who is two. And in the spring of 2019, we were in Panorama, BC, which is for our family, it's literally our favorite place in the world. And my husband and I took our kids for a hike in the mountains. And I had Peter, the baby, on my back in one of those hiking backpacks. And I was walking ahead of my husband and daughters. And my husband, for some reason at this time, had paused. And he was trying to position the girls in between him and I. So that if any wildlife came, we had eyes on them and and we could uh, help take care of them. While he had paused, I had kept walking. And... As I kept walking, I looked up and I was within 15 feet of a mother black bear right directly on the path in front of me. And let's just say fight or flight kicked in. And I did what I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to do, Tiana. I ran. Oh, gee. I turned around and I'm running down this mountain and I came across my eldest daughter first and I just yelled, run. Uh, Shortly thereafter, I came across my husband and my middle daughter, uh, who was three at the time. And I said, bear, run. Uh, And so he said to me in the kerfuffle, you take Mandy. And I looked at him and said, no, you take Mandy. I have Peter on my back. You know, I'm I'm already running with a child like you. you take." So I kept running, thinking that my husband was behind me running, holding the three-year-old. So I look back and to my shock, Tiana, my poor little three-year-old is running by herself behind me, literally as 
fast as her little <laughs> legs could carry her. And this image haunts me today. And my husband is nowhere to be seen. Oh, no. <laughs> so I grabbed up Mandy and, you know, I'm running down this hill and we, we eventually get to a safe space and we stop and we catch our breath and my husband's still nowhere to be seen. So 10 minutes later, we finally see Craig walking backwards down the path towards us. So he had also gone into a flight or fight mode. And his reaction was that if the bear were to come, he was going to run a different direction to tip draw it away from the family, which is, to be honest, an incredibly noble response and one that did not even cross my mind. So thank goodness for Craig. <laughs> but alas, the lesson learned is even in times of panic, value good communication. Uh, second and third lesson is when you have three kids, always remember that poor middle child. <laughs> and finally, always carry bear spray. <laughs> yes, those are good lessons learned. And yes, I do feel for our middle child as well. Oh my goodness, your heart must have just been beating a mile a minute. Oh, I mean, that I, I, I remember Tana turning around and seeing this poor little face scared out of her mind. Just, I didn't even know she could run so fast, just running behind me. And she was only running for, you know, a couple of minutes before I, I picked her up, but still enough to, to traumatize her and me in the process. So, well, one day, maybe when she becomes like a cross country runner or <laughs> she takes up track and field, that experience will be the beginning of that career or that passion. Here's to hoping, here's to hoping. But what I think a story. That, oh, thank you. But I think, I think it does you know, tell a really good lesson in that, especially when you are working parents and you've got kids at home and you're trying to juggle, you know, school and extracurriculars and working, and it doesn't matter if you're a working from home parent or if you're a part-time working parent or whatever that looks like, our plates are full. And I think that it really, you know, drives home the importance of taking the time when it's needed to really communicate and communicate effectively and there's a fantastic quote, and it says, in order to communicate effectively, communicate, and then communicate 300 times more than that. We, we tend to think, I think, in, in life that we've done a good enough job sharing information, and that's not always the case. So make sure that we're checking in with our partners, with our network, whatever that might look like, and, and constantly checking in to make sure we're all on the same page and supporting each other the way we need to. I think that communication piece is so key. I know in our household, when things start to feel crazy, it means that the communication has fallen off some. And sometimes it's as simple as just having like that regroup or that really focused conversation where you're actually really listening to one another, just to make sure we're kind of all on the same page. I think it, it, it's a huge help because you're right. Um, as moms, as parents, we have so many things that we're keeping track of in our minds and in our days. And just being really intentional with that communication is key, even without a black bear 15 feet in front of us. <laughs> Absolutely. I think as moms, we kind of default. And as parents, we default to kind of thinking that we have everything under control. Um, you know, we've got this. And especially when I think you've been a stay-at-home mom for so many years, it, that that role and job in and of itself becomes part of our identity. And one thing I will say from, from friends and, and from personal experiences, and we do dive into returning to the corporate world, 
out. For some reason, we still maintain this ownership of parenthood, that being kind of our main responsibility. Uh, and it's just to ensure that we're letting that support in and understanding that, you know, you can't be everything to everyone all the time, that you, you do have to allow uh, for people to support you. And some of the best ways we achieve that is through communication, understanding that when someone's making an offer of, of assistance, we're not compromising, you know, their life or their, you know, if it's your partner's job to, to, to support, that it's a balancing act. And, and that communication is, is key. Yeah, I found sort of when my work life has gotten a little bit more crazy, especially with some of the courses that I've taught at the university, I think sometimes there ends up being a little bit of frustration between my husband and I because maybe he's used to me being home more and able to do more. But at the end of the day, it's just a matter of me you know, asking for what I need or having that conversation or dividing up the responsibility. And you're right. It, we tend to think that we have to keep doing it all and we can't, it's just impossible. There's so many, only so many hours in the day and it's okay to not, and it's okay to ask for help and to let some things go for sure. Absolutely. There's a, there's a fantastic uh, TED, or I don't think it's a TED talk, sorry. There's a fantastic YouTube video by a woman named Karen Buxom. And Karen speaks to personality types. And she says there's type A, there's type B, and there's type, I think it's E, which is everything. So the type E personality, I always think of the working parent who's trying to be everything at home, everything, you know, professionally. And Karen Buxom says in this in this presentation, what happens though is when type E the everything to everyone all the time. When type E goes down, type E takes everything with, with them. You know, <laughs> like it's, yes. not quiet, it's not a quiet defeat. Yeah. It's a full-blown, you know, like tornado of everything kind of, you know, crashing down. So yeah, it's just, it's just so important that, that working parents know that they need, it takes a, it takes a village. I am going to be listening to that TED talk, perhaps on my drive out of town. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it's a TED talk. I think okay. that lecture she provided, uh, but she's fantastic. Absolutely I'm, fantastic. Karen I'm going to be looking for that because I feel like I may fall into that category. <laughs> um, and Clementine, you've given us so many incredible um, words of wisdom, but I'm just wondering before we wrap things up, do you have any final thoughts that you would like to share with the moms who are listening, who are looking for some inspiration or support with their own mom work juggles? I think my, my advice is twofold. One for, for stay-at-home moms who've been out of the workforce for um, you know however long of time, it's just to know that you have so many incredible transferable skills. And when you refocus and approach your resume and your application from understanding and appreciating your value add and using your resume and cover letter as an opportunity to share your story in an impactful way, it's just knowing you don't have to follow the typical chronological kind of traditional template of a resume that there are opportunities to be a little bit more creative, as I mentioned, including an accomplishment section, speaking to your experience, not just your professional experience, and really leveraging your transferable skills that provide you as a value add. Uh, that those, I think, help build confidence in understanding that you can return to work, that there are positions out there, and that 
to not be so fearful of that process. And that if you need it, there's a lifeline in Aaron and I to, to support you. The second piece of advice I have, Tiana, for, for working moms is just a reminder that we can't be everything all the time to use your network and to communicate, communicate, communicate. Amazing. That's such a good way to wrap up this incredible conversation. Thank you so much, Clementine, for being here, for sharing your story, ideas, and your knowledge with us today. If our listeners want to learn more about you and Erin and the amazing work that you do, where are the best places to find you? So we have, we're on Instagram. So we're at Resume Restoration on Instagram. We also have a website, www.resumerestoration.ca. We're on Facebook at Resume Restoration. We were briefly on TikTok, Tiana, but we're no longer on TikTok. <laughs> Good for you. I think we, I think wow. we just old on that platform. So. <laughs> It wasn't good for the soul, uh, but please do find us on Instagram, check out our website, email us at resume restoration, YYC at gmail.com. We are, we receive a ton of emails, so please feel free to email us and we can provide any kind of guidance or insight. We even have conversations prior to someone booking an appointment to find out if we're the right support for them. So just know that um, we're here to help in any way we can. That sounds fantastic. And maybe we'll look for you on TikTok again someday. (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing your time with us today, Clementine. Thank you, Tiana, for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the Part-Time Jungle Podcast. I'm your host, Tiana Fesh. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Part-Time Jungle and on my website, www.theparttimejungle.com. I would love if you would subscribe to, rate, and review this podcast. Your feedback and support are so appreciated. See you next time, where we will continue to explore the motherhood jungle together.